Wow, guys. Six episodes in. Six episodes. I mean, I never thought I'd see it, but here I am. Welcome back to the art of being an art student. I am excited again for this episode. I have been talking to Georgina Harris, um, who was also on the Up North Arts Committee uh, some years ago. And we know her from that. And she is currently doing her own thing. I'm not going to ruin the rest of the podcast. She's going to tell you all about that in our little chat. Um, but yeah, she's she's doing really well. Um, Georgina kind of provides a bit of an insight into what she's done and um, her journey getting there. So yeah, I hope you really enjoy this episode. It's a bit of a long one, but um, you know, sit down, grab a cup of tea, enjoy it, you know, enjoy it. I'm thinking, I want your guys' opinion, but I'm thinking of kind of doing less episodes because I'm finding it quite hard to stick to the weekly thing right now just because of university and all the deadlines that they give us. Um, But maybe bringing it to like twice a month or once a month or whatever. um, Let me know what you guys think and maybe let me know what you think of the episode length because I know a lot of people don't like episodes that are really long um, or super short. So any feedback would be amazing um be sure to check out my instagram mad.form where i update you know what episodes are coming out weekly um check out bailrig.fm they do the same and the up north arts um instagram as well so yeah without further ado here's episode six hello Hiya, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? Good. Long time no see. I know. Yeah, let's just start with, wait, where are you from? Like, and a bit about, like, obviously you went to Lancaster, but what did you study? Did you do a joint honours? Like, what what led you to where you are now? So I grew up as a kid in London, Mm -hmm. and then I had, and then I, my family moved to Dorset, South Dorset, when I was about... 11 so then I spent um my like teenage years there I guess uh-huh. um and then I took a year out before okay. I came, came to uni which wasn't planned I kind mm-hmm. of planned to go to Lancaster and then delayed it for a year to right. deal with my mental health basically okay um, yeah. so then I and then I kind of moved back to London because my dad's still there mm-hmm. for a year and then I did fine art at Lancaster mm-hmm. um, just single single honours okay and then um, graduated in June 2020 mm. and then stayed stayed in the area and now here we are <laughs> <laughs> quick so, journey quick. yeah <laughs> and yeah. okay all right so yeah you studied fine art you came to Lancaster so you've been here for about what like four years now four years yeah, it'd be yeah, four years in the summer. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how do you think your practice, we get into the art side of things, how do you think your practice has evolved from when you started, so yeah. a newbie, into where you are now in your own studio? Like, how do you think it's developed? I think um, doing a degree made my work far more conceptual. Mm. Even though I'm still quite a traditional painter, yeah, I think looking at my work because on 
before I came to uni on my year out, I was painting, I was doing oil paintings. They were quite realistic. They were yeah. like figurative paintings and landscape paintings. Mm-hmm. And um, I was kind of just describing what I saw. Right. And then when I came to uni, it really pushed me to think about how painting as a medium could be pushed and experimented with. And I think my kind of academic like reading and writing mm-hmm. I really love and that kind it kind of brought that out of me I think okay yeah um, so my work became a lot more like oh I'm gonna read this essay and then I'm gonna tra- try and translate that into what I'm working on in the studio wow. and process which is really important to my work now um, was definitely a result of uni mm. um, so yeah, so 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 when I started uni, I was painting yeah like kind of realistic paintings, but they mm-hmm. were always quite gestural and like brushy. I guess. Right. And yeah. 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 Um, and then in first year, I in second term, I think it was, I started painting landscapes, mm-hmm. um, and they were specifically like tree trees and things in the forest like opposite Laika mm-hmm. um which I loved and I basically stuck I kept pushing that theme I think I had one term in second year where I did something completely different and was like oh god I didn't like this <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting I wonder if if I hadn't have gone to Lancaster if I'd have gone to say a city uni yeah would I have pain because because now my work is completely landscape based and it's all I paint is like natural landscapes Mm. Um, and I wonder if that would be the same if I hadn't have been surrounded by lovely woodlands and things and done a lot of hiking when I was at uni yeah so true yeah I mean because I was going to say that obviously your work is um quite nature based say at the beginning like you said in term one did you do anything to do in nature was that always like a like you said you did a bit of landscape and stuff but why did you why do you think you like decide to stick with that kind of yeah, theme? I, I think, um, well, I did a lot of hiking when I was at uni. Mm. So my weekends were spent in the lakes and things like that. Right. Um, and I think I was, I've always been interested in light, like light play of light and shadow. And I think you, and color and color theory and things like that. I remember loving that A level. Mm. So I think, it felt quite natural for me to gravitate towards landscape because you're constantly there's constant changing of light and with trees you get dappled sunlight and you get these like layers of colors and textures and I was really fascinated with um kind of capturing that yeah um and I guess at first I was doing quite yeah realistic drawings and ink drawings and things of trees and then I I kind of pushed and then in second year I started thinking about things in a more abstract way Mm. and then by the end of my degree I I was painting abstract landscapes that you could just about tell were landscapes but they were far more abstract than anything else so I guess my work got more and more abstract (laughs) Um, and I think it's still getting more and more abstract (laughs) as I'm like working now which is amazing like I wanted to ask you from a perspective of someone who doesn't do a lot of landscapes like I really appreciate people that do it 
But I just yeah. wondered, like, what would be your advice for maybe um, getting someone to trying landscapes? Like, for me, I just feel like it feels really tedious. But when you talk about light and shadows and stuff and how they're changing, like, you're constantly having to adapt, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Where would you start for someone who yeah. is, I don't know, like a portrait kind of painter or something? It's that's a good question. I think landscapes can be quite overwhelming and I find them quite overwhelming mm. because they're so vast, aren't you? That they, <laughs> that you're looking at like maybe miles of yeah. detail. Yeah. Or even the singular tree you could get caught up in like singular twigs and exactly. leaves and branches. Yeah. So it can be quite overwhelming. So yeah. I think thinking about the landscape kind of trying to reduce what you see into more simple shapes or simple colors so instead of if you're trying to paint like a I don't know like a field with some trees in it instead of trying to kind of capture every kind of detail of each grass strand <laughs> and twig you could do that and that would be amazing and take like hours but I, I think most people don't have the patience for that I think exactly if you try and maybe you know reduce things into blocks of color so like the grass could just be a block of green and then yeah um, the, you know and kind of trying to reduce it that way mm. and just, um it's almost like blurring your eyes a little bit i think yeah that's like maybe a way to start and kind of trying to picture things without too much detail right that way you can get form down mm -hmm. and you can get light and shade down mm. um and at how, least that's how I approach it. Yeah. How, how do you build from that then? Like you said, the basics of putting down form and lights and shadows. How do you, how do you personally build? Because like you said, you could just start adding detail, but your work's yeah. quite abstract. So how do you know, yeah. like when your work is finished? So how do you know? Well, um, I have always, since about second year, I read this brilliant essay around the time we were studying um, phenomenology. Have you? Yeah, I didn't enjoy it too much either, but there was this one essay by Maurice Merleau-Ponty, he's like this French philosopher, and he was talking about experiencing, experiencing pe things like the landscape or people or everything um, very emotionally. Mm. And it really stuck with me and I started to paint things, not necessarily paint what they looked like, but paint what they felt like. Yeah. Um, what emotions were coming to me or what sensations, or what I could hear or smell or um, how cold I was and how I could try and transfer those feelings onto the canvas and kind of record them that way. Yeah. So when I started painting, I basically am trying to work as quickly and instinctively as possible. Um, and I'm not necessarily recording what something looks like that I'm looking mm. at. It's more like um, I'm trying to paint a feeling. Um, mm. so In like that environment, a, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll kind of associate sounds or I'll associate certain things with color and shape. Right. And I'll just kind of, yeah, try and do it without analyzing what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. as much as possible and I'll try and work quickly so that yeah I can't criticize or analyze things in the moment and just keep building up layers mm. um, it's a very fun way to work it's quite childish yeah I love it I love the freedom yeah. like you said there's yeah. no if you work faster I guess you can't critique yourself as much um, no. I think I find that in 
do you know at live drawing classes they always encourage yeah. us to draw on quite big or like with sticks yeah. and stuff and you can't be yeah. as rigid and it is you you have to teach yourself that freedom because as yeah. an artist i think obviously there's so much um pressure to do everything like hyper realistic yeah. and stuff and it's like yeah. that's not necessarily you know how you're supposed to no. work so yeah no. that's a really uh yeah i want to try that i'm definitely gonna try that like because <laughs> i've seen some of your videos um you go out into nature and yeah. you record yourself doing it like how yeah. what's that process like uh, obviously you've just described it mm. but um in terms of doing it in one day is that enough yeah. for you or do you build on it after or yeah i was i was thinking about this the other day actually because um it's at painting outdoors is something that I've done. I started in my degree and I really love it. Mm. I'm trying to figure out well, what, why is it so important to my painting practice? And I think, I think going outside, um, obviously it's a much fuller experience mm-hmm. than painting a photo from a photo because you can, you, you kind of, you're in the middle of the atmosphere of the place. Yeah. Um, and things change like weather change. And if it's windy, you can kind of, get a sense of that and try and capture it um so that's really important but also it really gives you a time limit because yeah. I'm like not a morning person also so I always <laughs> like painting in the afternoon and most of the time in this country it gets dark at like what five o'clock six o'clock <laughs> yeah so um if I go out in the afternoon I actually only have a couple hours before it gets dark and I have mm. to stop and I think I quite enjoy that kind of the the forcing you to be really immediate and really quick. Um, and I tend to just stop on at the minute. I'm just, I'll paint outside and then I'll take it back and that's it. I won't right. do anything more to it. Although in the past, um, you know, those ones I was doing in third year with those like white lines and things. Yeah. Those, yeah. Mm. I would add them onto the painting after I came in, came back into the studio. Okay. Um, but all the kind of, colorful painting feeling stuff would happen mm. outside Amazing. um yeah so cool i really like really inspire a really unusual way to work but i can really appreciate like you said not working off a photograph you yeah. seem to use all your senses like you'll be smelling yeah. things you'll be feeling things you know yeah. and then you're putting all that onto the canvas which is really cool like, um, meditative in a it way I definitely think. is yeah definitely yeah. and i think I didn't realize that there was that whole process. I think until you talk to an artist about that work, obviously you don't know how much yeah. or yeah. how they work. So it's, yeah. I think that's a really nice insight. Yeah. Um, I just wondered who, who do you think is your biggest like artistic inspiration? could be anyone, could be, you know, a musician or <laughs> whoever, but like, yeah, like your style. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You, a lot of kind of block colors and like you said, yeah. like color theory, like who do you think has inspired you the most? Um, that's actually an easy one (laughs) for years I've had the same person in mind and it's this man called Howard Hodgkins he was a British painter um, and he was an abstract painter from the 90s who painted portraits of people from memory and he very much painted emotion through colour but instead of landscapes it was portraits and um, I saw his work maybe when I was about 17 or 18 or something, he had um, like a retrospective 
in at the National Portrait Gallery and I, I went and saw it on a complete whim like didn't really know who he was or anything and I was just completely blown away by his work um, wow. and it was the first time I'd really connected with abstract painting I think right. um, but to me they just the they have a lot of they're very emotionally charged mm. um, which is strange because they're essentially just like random combinations of color and gesture and things yeah. but I think um they're really brilliant so oh, yeah that would cool. be the one I'll check him out yeah um moving on to yeah. your painting prize which is so cool <laughs> and not many people can say that they've won a painting prize so I don't know much about the freelance painting prize like what is it how did you apply how did you get it what did you submit like what was your journey in doing that well, it was a bit random, actually. Um, it's um, something that the university has to put you forward for. Oh, right. So it's, um, I think it's every fine art course in the country gets the chance to enter. And then they have to pick one student from the third year every mm -hmm. year to submit wow. um, one piece of work. And then that gets, and then from that, eight people from eight people get picked and then they're the winners so pip um our tutor just mm -hmm. my tutor came up to me and was just like can you send me an image of your best work that you think and a paragraph please and she didn't tell me what it was for she didn't tell me anything about it because i think at that point they hadn't decided that they'd pick me i assume they would they would they were asking like quite a few students mm. um, from, across the, from across our year so i was just like yep sure uh, did it and never heard anything for like months and months and just thought <laughs> nothing of it and then like middle of lockdown so it would have been like end of april or something like that i just got this really random email from pip being like congratulations you've won this this oh national prize gosh. you're gonna have a show and it's gonna be really exciting and whatever wow. and I just was so excited yeah um, I can imagine so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's run by this um foundation free the Freelance Foundation which is this like charity foundation arts foundation thing mm. in London and they're amazing it's run by this guy called Henry Ward who's a painter and um yeah, it's a new, it's quite a new thing. I think, I think last year was the first time they ran this prize, um, but it's now like an, a yearly thing. Wow. Um, it's really so, yeah. impressive. Yeah. And you said about a show, obviously, because of Corona, I imagine you can yeah. do that in person, but was there like an online thing? Yeah. Or? They actually managed to have one in September and it was actually physical. It was in London. Oh. I was, it was so great that they managed it. Oh my um, god, that's lucky. Yeah, Good. it was on from September till December, I think. But obviously, it kind of closed closed early because of the the second lockdown. But um, yeah, there was like an online opening, which was very nerve wracking because <laughs> it was like <laughs> doing things and I had to Aww. be there and like answer questions. And I was, um, but it was great. It was a great experience. I got to meet some of the other winners as well, which was nice. Yeah um yeah and then I kind of and then I went down to London and saw it which was very surreal mm. um so yeah it would, they managed to have a physical thing which is so exciting that is so like, so cool <laughs> yeah because yeah. I know the university they, they constantly send us um like opportunities and like to submit work and that but 
yeah i mean personally I've, I've never actually done it but i just can't imagine the feeling of you know you've, you're like a graduate and you've like won a prize and you can get, like, get your own exhibition and stuff like that and i think it's really really cool um has it has it inspired you to kind of apply for more or yeah it's one it's difficult one isn't it open calls there's so many like you said <laughs> yeah and sometimes and lots of them you have to pay to enter mm. um and you just and it's a dilemma that i'm having at the minute but i think like i think any practicing artist has it it's like how much time do you spend applying and is it kind of how much of it is worth worth your time but it seems yeah. to be the general consensus is that you just you have to you just kind of apply and if you win it it's great but kind of yeah. not to be too disappointed if you don't yeah so much competition yeah um, they they always so, say yeah. like to us you know apply for like 10 and every single one that gets rejected apply for like 10 more and they just say like yeah applying, oh, really? yeah they just i think that's a pip actually said that i think um and they're like you just have to get used to rejection it just happens yeah. you're gonna cry and all this but like just yeah. keep applying because it's just great to promote your work i guess and yeah the more of those opportunities yeah. you get the i guess the better it'll be um yeah and, like even if you don't win the judging panel is still gonna have seen your work so you're so you are True. still getting it seen by people yeah. obviously the judges are well known or whatever then it's yeah good. they also yeah. said um some years like if they know a certain judge and the judges might have a certain preference for a certain type of work so yeah. sometimes they avoid like submitting work to some some years because they're yeah. like oh they're just not going to accept my work so you have to be like strategic yeah. with it i think yeah i think you really do yeah part-time job i think no <laughs> just applying for things and the yeah and the kind of um <laughs> statements and stuff like you said these take the longest yeah. and trying to sell it yeah. and it's a it's a long process yeah so hats off to you oh um, thanks <laughs> moving on to uh the gap mm-hmm. um, how what can you tell us about the gap like tell tell the listeners like what is it how did you get involved how did you create it so me and two other girls nuria and kasha who were in my year group at uni we set up an artist collective called the gap studio um just we set it up um last summer so it's a baby Um, but it's it's um yeah so it's an artist collective and it's based in an old empty shopping center in morecambe Mm -hmm. uh, which is the town next to lancaster um and it's where our studios are and also kind of where we operate and plan to do some lots of art events in the future when things lockdown lifts yeah um and we basically our aims are to have the space as a place to collaborate and kind of have conversations with each other around art and create a a network of artists supporting each other which we think is really important um when you're trying to make work yeah um, and we also really want to use the space that we have as a way to like help platform other emerging artists and also celebrate Morecambe and promote it as a place for art. Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Mm. Um, it's, it's great. It's been a great, um, it's been a massive learning curve trying to run something 
um, and work together in a team uh, without any kind of anyone above you. Like yeah. you're the one making decisions with each other. It's been really a steep learning curve, but amazing. And like, it's a great place to just experiment. Um, yeah. There's no kind of financial pressures or anyone we're relying on to, uh, you know, everything is just off our own back and we're just kind of, it. it's hard because it means it's unfunded a lot of the time, the work, yeah. but also it's a really good jumping point for doing all sorts of fun things. So it's amazing, really. Wow. Yeah, because you you work alongside it, don't you? Obviously, you said you're at Thurlow at the moment. Yeah. And you said, you, do you work in a gallery as a curator as well, Jenna? Oh, yeah. We... Um, we did meet, that's me, Nuri and Kashta. We, we did an internship at White Elephant mm. Contemporary Gallery, which is a gallery in um, just down the road, actually, from where we are in Morecambe. Um, and it's an amazing space, actually. It's like really love. I think we, we went, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, you showed us, yeah. Um, so we did an internship there last, that kind of ended this, um, this January. And it was with FAS internships at the university. They were the ones that funded it. Oh, great. Um, run by these two men called Paul and Neil. And they, yeah, we kind of were introduced to them about a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they they offered us this internship and it was a good, good way to see what the inside of a gallery is like. So that was yeah. a great experience as what, well. What did you do with that? Because I know people probably in my year, um, yeah. and third year and first year mm-hmm. wonder, what that experience is like and if it's worth buying mm. like what what did you yeah. have to do and what did you learn from that we we basically supported the exhibition that was on because of lockdown obviously the program of events wasn't as much as it would have been normally but they yeah. still had one physical exhibition with this painter from manchester called alex giles and we um basically um helped with contracts like you know artist contracts and we ran like a Zoom event with the artist, a Q&A yeah. um, and handled kind of newsletters and we completely managed the social media. Um, and basically, and, you know, we're in there when they were packing, packing and unpacking the ex- exhibition and um, yeah. And it's, it's been, it was really good to just see how things are run um, yeah. and like how, they met Alex, the artist, and yeah, what it takes to put on an exhibition, I guess. Yeah, a lot of work, um, I can imagine. Um, it just, was. Yeah, it makes me it think, good. yeah, no, I can imagine it's really rewarding. Um, but from, obviously, you guys were involved in Una as well, before yeah. before us, <laughs> the generation before. And how, how did that, like working in at North Arts, how did that help you? coming out of uni or did it at all it was so important for us coming out of uni. um it was like this beginning which sounds very dramatic <laughs> but in terms of me and Kasha and Nuria working together that was where we really got to know each other mm. um and working together on the Una exec we realized we really liked working together um and so when the opportunity came up for us to rent this space it's now our studio yeah the three of us it kind of felt natural that we would carry on working together after we left uni 
Right. And it gave us some amazing connections, like working with Graft in Lancaster mm. um, and yeah. working with Cantina and King Street Galleries, like all these connections that, you know, like Ellie now who run, who co-runs Graft is now in our studio and Kasha still works with King Street Gallery. She does some workshops with them, I think every month, every other month or something. Right, um, yeah. So it was an amazing way to like get into the arts community in the mm. area um, and kind of have a go at running some events and we all really liked it. We all thought, oh my gosh, we don't want to stop doing this when we stop being exec. Um, what was your position? So, yeah. I was... Um, design was I publicity and design right um yeah. so I did all the yeah flyer poster design and, mm. stuff, um, which I really enjoyed good did you do that did you do that throughout uni or are you in it for like one year or because I think I was in it third year are you just third year yeah just third wow. year I think second year I might have been a member I yeah. think but I yeah there was yeah, third year. I mean, I think that's probably the most important. Um, yeah, yeah, because I don't think you realise how important those kind of things are until you join them. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like you said, you just got to give it a go and, and see where yeah. things go, and it can help, and it sometimes is a waste of time, but it seems <laughs> to have helped for you, so that's really good. Um, yeah. What What are you working on at the moment, art wise? Are there any projects that? Um, you're expanding or developing or are you just experimenting <laughs> um, in my own practice i'm working on a new body of work oh we've got someone staring into the studio <laughs> we've got these side note we've got these big windows in our studio oh. that open up the shopping center and we always have people like like face up to the glass staring in and it's so funny because you just have to act like really normal whilst they just stare straight at you <laughs> I couldn't do that I mean to be fair if I was walking past I would definitely be one of those people yeah me too actually me too but then it's like when you make eye contact it's, it's just like, awkward <laughs> oh, no just put some curtains there I know that would be funny wouldn't it <laughs> right anyway gone, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes I'm working on this this body of work that's all around alternate maps oh um, it's kind of the theme so it's rethinking how we or I relate to natural landscapes mm. how I experience them and not necessarily just like in one location but how I think in my head about a really large location mm. like you know maybe a couple miles that I've walked um and I'm painting those places and like trying to paint a map of my experience of a place um wow. makes sense. and but not necessarily because when you think of maps you think of like an aerial bird's eye view right and you mm. kind of think it has to um match like the distance between things has to be accurate and it has to describe the landscape in a very literal kind of geographical way yeah um, but I'm trying to think about maps in more of an emotional way in a way where we can kind of we can have memories attached to places mm. and we can walk through 
the landscape many, many times in our life and then kind of have all these memories attached to that walk maybe. Um, so at the minute I'm painting, I'm trying to paint those plate specifically, like the last month I've been working on some paintings of the countryside around my mum's house in Dorset. Um, which I walked loads in lockdown, like so many times in lockdown. It was like where I got away (laughs) from everything. So I have all these quite intense memories of like March last year and trying to kind of wrap my head around everything and walking through these these lanes and lovely fields and things. So I just was like, oh, I'm going to paint them. Um, So I did like a series outside where I painted these spots. Like um, I did eight paintings mm. um, back in January when I was at home. And then at the minute I'm like painting these, yeah, these maps of the, those areas. Um, so how so yeah, working on. How are you approaching that like compared to yeah. the kind of landscapes you've been doing? Are you, like you said, you don't want like an aerial view, like how are you seeing yeah. those places? Like, it's, you- um, it's weird. I've not worked in the studio painting in a really long time because normally I just paint outside right. and I'll go in and just do like prep work or sketches or something. Um, but I'm trying to do this thing where I listen to no music, I'm not talking. So I really focus on the memory of the place. Mm. Um, and I also, because I did these paintings on location uh, a few months ago, I have those as references as well. Right. And I basically kind of plot these places like points on a map and then I kind of paint them. It's really hard to describe. I guess I'm painting (laughs) like memories um, and I'm letting things spill off in ways that don't quite make sense. So I might like perspective doesn't really make sense in them and there might be like areas within the paintings within paintings and Mm. I guess it's a map that you get more lost in than you do anything mm. else. Um, so yeah, I'm only just feel like I'm only just getting started with it. Yeah. Um, so where where do you think yeah. it's going to go? Do you think it's going to be like a series of paintings, like you said you were doing yeah. some stuff, or do you think it's going to be like one big thing at the end? I'd really like. I think it's going to be. I have a feeling it's going to keep me busy for like maybe months or longer. Mm. I think I've always. I still do a lot of hiking well mm-hmm. normally with <laughs> minus lockdown um and I think I really want to try painting hikes I do and kind mm-hmm. of trying to map my way through the landscape um as kind of like because you once you visit a place it's like there's this memory of you being there um, but it's not anything tangible, is it? Like you've got not got any evidence that you walked up a hill or something. It's just in your memory. So these, there's like myths that emerge, these local myths are kind of playing around with, um, yeah, that all those kind of things. So I think oh. I want to just carry on trying different sizes because at the minute, the paintings that I've done have been quite small, um, right. but I've got a canvas here, which is like, um, what is it? Two meters by 1.5 meters or something like that. Mm. And I'm going to do that next. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Just kind of feel it out. Yeah. Normally I kind of plan what I'm going to do beforehand, like plan the location and everything like that. But this time I'm just like starting and working very instinctually and 
and then having quite long periods where I just they sit and think about it or like leave it and then come back to it mm. and kind of yeah that sounds really really cool I like that idea and um, me and Alice were talking the other day about yeah. <clears throat> like when we first came to Lancaster and how different everything is in a place when you yeah. been there for the first time and yeah, then obviously like so weird and then mm. after time it, it is a completely different place I was it's, like so true yeah it's like how I, I was thinking oh that would be a really good project because it's like it's the same place it's just your perception yeah. of it has changed and it's just really odd I just think about it all the time like oh. but, I think it shows how important it is to acknowledge our like emotional attachment to places which I think is really what I'm trying to do with my work is kind of challenge how we think about places because we think about them in a very like analytical way, very yeah. geographical way, which doesn't actually match the way we relate to places, does it? Because literally what you just said, it's like you we see places so differently depending on where in time we were. Or yeah. Are. Um, yeah. It's really fun to play with that. Yeah, yeah totally like you said memories events that have happened in certain places and yeah. houses everyone talked you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah it's really an interesting uh theme that you could completely just branch off into so many different parts yeah. i think so really excited to see it see your work oh. from it. Really cool. <laughs> um i've only got one more question for you actually okay and that is what are your plans for the future for the next like five to ten years i mean you might not have a plan Ooh. Or like where do you think where do you see yourself you know what do you think you know i spend too much time thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> i think it's one of those things where it's like the more options you have the more overwhelming it is definitely um, what i'm planning on this year is to work uh, i don't think i'm going to move to a city anytime soon okay um i think eventually in the next five ten years i'll do a master's probably in a city mm. or definitely in a city in fact um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in London or I'd love to maybe do a master's abroad like in Europe depending on oh. I guess, what best courses um, yeah what do you what do you want to like go into do you have like a specific kind of thing or do you want to just do fine art as a master's yeah like, it would just be like a painting master okay right okay very yeah. um predictable <laughs> um, still cool <laughs> yeah so i want to do that um but like more immediately um i'd like to take a bit of a break from working i feel like um i'm quite a workaholic mm. <laughs> and since coming to uni the last four years i think <clears throat> Um, I kind of have been go- working a lot and um, yeah. I'd like to have a bit of a pause and kind of focus on other parts of my life. So um, I'm going to save up some money this summer, go and work like in a campsite mm. um, full time. And then I'm kind of wanting to do some through hiking. So like, through hiking? like where you have everything you need on your back and you start. <gasps> so I might that go is... from Lancaster to London or something like that and just oh. hike. Wow, like that. that is yeah. so cool. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, it all depends on the world and whatever yeah. else. But that's really what I think I want to do. And that could tie into my practice really well because oh, yeah. I'm thinking about maps. I could maybe make do like a series of daily paintings as I walk, like small ones. And then yeah. after I finish hiking, produce a body of work yeah. um, or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's 
my only plans. I can't really say much. I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> Sounds like you've got a good idea. Like, yeah. I like, I like the idea of, um, like you said, with the journey. If, like you say, if you're yeah. doing through hiking, uh, making artworks to do with that journey. I think Jen was talking to me about um, some artists that do that. Someone did like a similar thing. And they they did like a hike. It was I don't think it was obviously as far as something like that. But um, they went somewhere. And they had like fancy dress on at the same time, and I can't remember exactly what they were depicting. But you can yeah, oh. whatever you do, yeah, you can definitely do. You find a new name, send it, send them over. I will do. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe we could have another podcast chat in the future when you're on your hiking journeys and (laughs) oh this was so good thanks so much for inviting me thank you you for talking to me (laughs) not at all obviously really like really early in the stages now of like doing the podcast so um it's just really nice talking to anyone and everyone about their work and um yeah it's just really insightful and you know just well done for everything you've done oh thank you keep going yeah i'll let you get back to it um thank you again so much for being on the show and yeah hopefully you'll see you soon see you soon okay all right all right thank you (laughs) see you soon georgina bye bye